episode six. That's where we are. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to another episode. Um, believe it or not, we are actually growing with each episode, which is kind of cool. Um, which gives you even more reason to st- stay with me, right? Because you can be like, ah, I was I was listening to Dusty back when he was only getting, you know, so many listeners. It's growing every day. One of these days, maybe it's something awesome, and uh, and you can say you were here from the beginning. I mean, that'd be that'd be a cool feeling, right? Be a cool feeling for me. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, not a whole lot of updates with um, me as far as uh, the comedy or my dog or um, anything like that. Dog's doing fine. Uh, she's got a little tumor on her foot that she tears up when when she walks so we've got her foot wrapped up right now because it's it's gotten kind of bad but um it's kind of a cycle don't worry about her too much uh she's still just super super happy uh smells horrible um and that'll never stop neither one of those things hopefully happy and smells um i just recorded a set 10 minute set um up in Burbank at a place called Flappers. Uh, and it was actually the same night that I recorded this podcast that you're about to listen to. Um, not a ton of people uh, in the audience. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Not just because uh, I'll perform in front of one person or no people. I don't really have a problem with that. It's just uh, I was hoping to get a good tape with a good laugh, um, audio, sound, uh, words, and things um we'll see if we edit that out probably not i'm done editing today uh but yeah i just wanted a good tape with uh with some laughs in it and um although the people that were there were amazing and uh laughed and i thought the show went overall well but i just actually watched back the tape yesterday and there's just not a lot of laugh sounds so got to decide what to do about that i want to use this tape for like submitting to uh, contests and festivals and things like that. So, uh, I guess I'll keep you updated on that, but also, um, because of that show, um, I ended up cutting this recording with my good friend, Joey, um, a little bit short. And I feel like we were just getting on the verge of, uh, getting into some deep sort of discussions about, um, anxiety and overcoming, uh, personal things to do the thing that you love. Cause we actually had a little bit of a chat after the, you know, mics were turned off and everything about this kind of stuff. And, um, that's kind of, uh, I want to get that on a recording and get it out there. Um, because it's, if you watch what Joey like produces and makes, it's amazing. And to like, to think that maybe he has some sort of like social anxiety or things that he has a really hard time overcoming is kind of weird if you're looking at it from an outside perspective only and watching the like true quality of his videos. So um, I just think that that could be relatable to people, Um, you know, just talking about things that um, are inside our brains that kind of keep us from doing the things that we want to do. So I'm planning on recording a second uh, session with Joey uh, sometime soon, I hope. And uh, 
we'll get it out there and I may just attach it to this one or I may put it down as its own uh, episode. We'll see what, what we decide. Um, but Joey Ibarra is the, the man I interviewed for this podcast. Um, you can uh, check him out on um, social media. Um, I may be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's still, uh, you can find him under Joey, uh, J-O, and then W-I-I, like we, like the Nintendo Wii, and then TV. Um, he, you can find him through my my social media if uh, if you need to. Um, definitely check his stuff out. He's really does such a good job with his videos and, and photography and he's just such a down to earth guy. Um, I feel like, uh, he's very relatable, but that's probably because we're from the same hometown and we had a lot of the same interests growing up, but, um, I really enjoyed this conversation and I wish that it could have gone longer. It was my fault. I planned out poorly. Um, and uh, I had had to cut it off because I had to go do my set um, that I was trying to get recorded. But um, I hope you guys enjoy uh, the conversation as much as I did, and um, and look out for the next one um, with Joey Ibarra because I think we're going to get even deeper and get into a little bit more um, kind of uh, inspirational. Maybe isn't the word just a. Uh, you know, like things that we have to overcome and how we overcome them to, to do things, um, uh, that we want to be doing, you know, creative style things. Um, mine for instance, is I, uh, you know, listening to this intro, you, you can spot it out pretty easily that I have no idea how to speak at all. And I'm trying to do podcasting and stand up comedy. Fucking go figure. Anyway, guys, uh, enjoy this. Um, episode with joey ibarra and just a reminder uh if there's anything that you'd like to hear on the podcast or if you yourself would like to be on the podcast uh go to dustytunnel.com tunnel spelled with two l's uh hit that contact link at the top right of the page and shoot me a message and i'll uh i'll get back to you as soon as i can either get you on the podcast or if you have some questions or something that you want uh discussed um shoot them over to me and we'll get it uh We'll make it work, get it done. All right, guys, uh, without further ado, Joey Ibarra. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds more clear. Yeah. Uh, you might want to pull your mic a little closer. Right here? Yeah, that sounds okay, good. Cool. Yeah. Um, since we're already doing things a little differently than I normally do, then I'll go ahead and introduce you. Mm-hmm. I usually just like record an intro like afterwards oh, you know, okay. and just play it ahead of time. But uh, I've got Joey Ibarra, a photographer, videographer. Um both i do fit photo and video yeah you do a lot of it yeah i do a lot. <laughs> i do yeah i've been, been doing, doing it. it for years yeah uh originally um started out uh doing like news right mm-hmm. well, yeah. I, even, well i mean in high even school in, in high school yeah, it was yeah. it was skateboarding that's really where the whole well it was video first and i got into video through skateboarding because my friends were better than me and naturally, <laughs> you, you pick up a camera. I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was okay. Yeah. 
So naturally, you pick up the camera and and you try to document things. But little did I know, I was really sparking something more there, which was the documenting moments, which turned into journalism. That's cool. Eventually. Yeah. Um, And you've kind of always just gone freelance. You uh, didn't like go to school or anything for it, right? Well, technically I did. And it's kind of a a funny story because I went to COS. Right. Community college for for people who don't know. (laughs) (laughs) People who are not from Visalia. It's a community college. And I just by chance took a, um, I think it was a broadcast journalism class, which was for video. And then I took a news writing course. Oh. And I had no interest in doing any of that. I just needed electives. And I didn't feel like doing real work like math <laughs> <laughs> or English or anything. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And uh, I actually got one article published in the school newspaper, which I was really proud of. But oh, cool. <laughs> it was it was not it was not a good article. Well, it was probably, <laughs> probably good for its time, right? Yeah, like for where you were at. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah, that's from there. One of my my teachers for broadcast journalism, he was a reporter, mm. and he like for <laughs> Visalia. Like for he, he was yeah he worked out of fre- out of Visalia, but he worked for KMPH. Oh okay, Fox cool. twenty six. Awesome. And he there was a there was a uh, opening for a photographer, and he liked my work, which was mostly skateboarding at the time. Oh. And he was like, "Hey, uh, what do you want to do with your with your life?" And I, I had no clue. I just wanted yeah. to be a skateboarder, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "You should try this out. Just see how it is." And, Okay, I'm not doing anything else. Let's yeah. give it a shot. And 13 years later, <laughs> still doing it. I'm still doing it. One well, one context or another. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, 13 years as I was a journalist, yeah, photographer to a reporter, and yeah. now I guess I'm still a storyteller. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, your videos are dope. Yeah, Thanks. they're really really good. Um, but just real quick, as I uh, I think that there's still a little bit of uh, more story to tell. Like, so you went from filming videos of skateboarding and then you picked up a camera and you were just, you were just the video guy for originally for mm-hmm. the news, mm-hmm. but then you started kind of getting in front of the camera, right? At some point, how, like, how did that transition? And so that was like, I think I was, I was just a photographer for news for, I think two and a half to three years, something like that. I'd have to look at my resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the economy tanked mm. and everything went to shit. And um, news stations started trying to figure out how can we save money? How can we cut back? And the big idea back then was uh, let's let's make photographers be reporters. And if they don't want to do it, then we will we'll let them go and bring in people who want to do it. So systematically they started going up the chain from seniority. And I was, I think I was like, I was at the bottom of the list. I was like, like second to to last person that was hired. Oh wow! So, so they went to the first person. He refused to do it. They let him go. And I was like, they're not playing around, but I was like, I think I was mid twenties, 25, 26, something like that. So it wasn't that scary to, to be let go so so i said okay uh, i don't really want to do that and they let me go and i actually remember that day sitting in in the office with hr and the news director and them telling me that what the new plan was and then letting me go and that was i was like dang this chapter of my life is over yeah and then kind of all of a sudden yeah it was it was really sudden and then i think 
within a month, I got a call back from, from our union representative and he basically went to bat for me and said, Hey, you guys did, did these things wrong. You have to, I think I said my story a little bit wrong there. Actually, they didn't, at first they didn't fill in the photographers on what the plan was oh, okay. on transitioning them to reporters. They were just going to cut people and then hire them or hire people who are willing to do both jobs. Uh, okay. So then when my union stepped in, they said, okay, well, we'll call him back and then we'll ask him, do you want to be a reporter? And they called me back uh, and I was like, I guess I have nothing to lose, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I can try this and if it doesn't work out, then oh well. Yeah. So they, they brought me back in. They made me take a couple of tests, like a writing test and then two weeks of training and then they sent me out to get my own story by myself. And somehow, somehow I managed to impress them. <laughs> and they were like, we, didn't, we had no idea that you could do this stuff. And I had no idea either. I still, looking back, that stuff was crap. Yeah. But what I turned in was, was not good. Yeah. Um, but well, they, the saw, they saw something in me and they were like, okay, let's give them a chance. And that's how I became a reporter. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was like, it was good when, like, good stuff when you first did it, right? It was not. No, you didn't <laughs> think so? Not, I'm you not even thought it was lying. bad from the beginning? It was not good. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was not good. That's funny, because uh, I look back at, like, my old comedy stuff that I used to think, used to think was, like, gold, uh -huh. and it's, like, absolute garbage now. <laughs> it's, like, who's this brand new, like, doesn't know what he's doing kind of shitty comedian, and, mm. uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of figure it probably translates to, but Wait, not I mean, in that case, huh? In a sense, it's kind of good because uh, this is something that's, it's always been a, a good thing and a bad thing for me. It, when I look back at my old work, I'm like, dang, this stuff sucks. And I'm like, if only I would have done this or I could have done this. And I'm always looking at ways that I could have done it better. Mm. So in a sense, it's not so bad that I look back and say, oh, that was crap because I'm in a different I guess I'm I'm in a different league yeah, of my own yeah. work, mm -hmm. so I'm constantly trying to improve. So if there if I can see that I was not so great in the beginning, then I think I've improved. So for me, it's not such a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as you're you've got the the positive outlook of look where I am now, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to where you were. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I want to see some of that crap. <laughs> so. The problem is <laughs> the problem is I look back on work that I did like yesterday and i'm oh, like oh yeah. that's crap yeah <laughs> for sure but i think you know i think uh with anybody who does like creative work like uh arts or um you know just anything like that i think that's uh what makes people good generally like if somebody's good at something they're kind of their harshest critic mm -hmm. usually so yeah i think that's a good thing yeah i mean and you've learned how to look at something and make it better too mm -hmm. so if you make something today you'll you likely will find a way to make it better just because of all the practice you've had. So, yeah. And that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Just, I mean, yeah. when you, when you, when you find a passion for something, then I don't think you should ever settle for like, I don't think you should ever find yourself in a spot where you're like, I'm good right here. Like, yeah. I don't need to get better because yeah. I'm just killing it. Yeah. And I, I think if you do that, then as, as a creative person, you're just, you're just, settling for mediocre because you could always get better yeah because there's always i mean it's true there's always someone better than you mm -hmm. so yeah i think uh in a, in a lot of uh these creative kind of art forms um it's not so much like 
being better the next person it's uh outlasting them mm-hmm. you know i think that's a lot of it it's just like the people who who are still doing it like 10 years down the line are the people that are like making it and successful and and they've gotten really good just because they've practiced and yeah like repetitive and the interviews that i hear uh like i just listen to a lot of comedians obviously uh interview about the careers and that's what it, it's always they just suck for like 10 years mm-hmm. and then but they just keep doing it and eventually they figure it out and they, yeah yeah so or you get your break or right or yeah 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 or just like maybe you know like obviously just even over the last like five years or so you just see times change you know like mm-hmm. people uh people's the general population's mindset sort of changes so maybe five years from now like your comedy or your art or whatever you're doing is gonna uh fit the mold of what people want mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to wait for it the trap i will say that a lot of people get into though is um like financial stuff or family stuff like mm-hmm. you start a family and you have like financial obligations and then that's where people start settling because it's hard harder to take risks i yeah. think so i think that's where i mean you kind of have it uh I, I don't know i feel like i've gotten lucky because i always thought that i would be married with kids at this point mm-hmm. and i'm like super glad i'm not because i'm not tied down to anything so i can yeah chase chase that dream if i want to yeah because i mean that's yeah i've seen it happen a lot especially where we're from with, right with, oh yeah for sure dude that <laughs> place is a black hole yeah. man that thing it, just sucks you in because yeah. it's just ingrained in mm-hmm. in the culture that it doesn't yeah. matter what what you know ethnicity you are everyone from the beginning like like you just look at oh like what am i going to do when i grow up i'm going to get a good job i'm going to get married and i'm going to have a bunch of kids and i'm going to stay in this town Mm -hmm. because everything's here yeah exactly you know for us it's well at least for me it's always been like that's not enough for me yeah i mean i would like that stuff that it'd be cool and i've definitely you know i've met a woman who who would be amazing to grow old with and have a family with but it's just like yeah, but not, she, not part, part of that, that is she's on board with what you're doing, right? Exactly. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. But, you, you know, not having the kids or not having that stuff that you have to be responsible for yourself or you not having the stuff where you have to be responsible for other people, like right, having kids, right. is, is yeah. it's actually... It's, yeah, and it's I'm sure it. your girl is, like, independent, so you probably don't feel obligated to take care of her. There's, but there's an obligation to spend time with her, but not take care of her, I'm sure. Well, she takes care of herself. Yeah, <laughs> she's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Like, so that she's she's a go getter and yeah, and she's which is super successful. Yeah, which is good for you too. I mean, that's yeah. the you know it's good to to surround yourself uh, with people that are like minded like that. So mm-hmm. especially if you're going to be dating somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, transitioned to being a reporter, and then how long did you do that for? So for reporting, reporting, I did for a good. My math is all messed up right now. See, I should have taken those math courses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Dude, Mo- that's a long the, time. Yeah, the majority of my journalism career was me as a reporter, which is weird when I think about it because yeah. that's not what I went there for. Yeah. I didn't go to start talking on camera. Yeah. And if anybody knows anything about me, like from when I was in school, I was a kid who stood or not stood. I sat in the back of the class. I didn't talk. Mm-hmm. I was shy. Yeah had a lot of anxiety growing up i still do yeah but talking on camera got me out of that and but it's still 
pretty crazy when I think about it that I did that, that I did it for so long and I was so bad at it for so long. <laughs> like for a lot of much of my career, I was really I didn't really know what I was doing, but I had a lot of people who were meant or I had a I had a solid mentor yeah. and a lot of people who were supporting me, who were constantly telling me, yeah, you just you keep getting better, you keep getting better, and that that they kept me driven to keep going. Yeah. So yeah, I did that for for a very very long time, and then leaving it was. That was a difficult choice. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a bread and butter job, right? I mean. Yeah, I could have been. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of job that, I mean, Fresno is not the biggest market on the planet. By far not. It, they're, they're medium. It's like number 52 or something like that. In this state? In the U.S. U.S.? Yeah. That seems high. It's pretty high. It's not yeah. low. Uh, okay. And Fresno is a crazy market because crazy stuff happens there. That's true. There's a lot of crime yeah. there, right? There's, there's, so there's there's no there's 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 a constant flow of just insane stories that come out of there, <laughs> which is good for it's a training ground basically for for people who want to to get to a bigger market. It's a good stepping stone. But a lot of people also make that place their career. Like mm-hmm. that's why I was saying I could I could have stayed there and lived a comfortable life, and mm-hmm. I could have stayed at that station and been okay. But yeah. I just felt like. I wanted something else. Yeah. Were you doing um, these side project videos while you were there or did that kind of start more after? Um, mostly after, but I was experimenting with stuff before. Okay. So I would just like do um, do a random video or I did have a short run with a, with a, another photographer friend of mine and we did a, we did a series of videos for maybe like a year. And then that just kind of died out. So I've experimented a little bit bef- during, but news takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. I think just jobs in general yeah. just take up a a- lot of time. Any, any yeah. nine to five or yeah. any career. Yeah. And just eats up a lot of energy and stuff. So it's like you kind of have to find that second win to yeah to do it. Yeah. Like, it, like I was talking to you today, I like worked a full day to day and then drove like over three hours and I really haven't had time to settle. And then I'm going to go do a set in an hour and a half or so. And, but, uh, I mean, that's just kind of what you have to do unless, you know, um, just not in a place where I can quit my job, uh, just yet. And it's partially because like, I really like, I like my job and it's a good one. And like, I can definitely like live a comfortable life, but, um, definitely have a lot of admiration for what you did though. But you can see, I guess Mm -hmm. we come from a similar, or we're coming at it from a similar angle where you just, it, you wouldn't do this if you didn't feel like there was something more. Right, right, yeah. I'm definitely, um, I mean, I don't, like, I don't think I'm going to be the best comic ever, but I do feel like if I put enough work into it, I could probably start at least making a little bit of a living. Even if I had to live poor, I would still do it, <laughs> you know? Like, just the living at all, just to be able to have a roof and some food would be enough. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just so fun to do, so. But I would say you're you're doing it, in a better way than I did because I just abruptly just stopped. I, I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I, <laughs> but that probably forced you to like really put all your time and energy into what you really want to be doing too mm-hmm. though. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, but it, it requires good and, planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, that was not uh, on yeah. my side. Yeah. 
Well, you did. You did have the potential because um, during that time you were like made the top ten or something for that uh, contest, right? Yeah, for the New York Times, I was in the right. running for um, a travel gig, which would have been a travel writer that would have traveled the world um, to fifty different, fifty-two different locations throughout the year, uh, and so, so cool. I was one of the finalists. Yeah, and that was pretty amazing because there was thousands of people yeah. who went for that job yeah, yeah. You, your video was really good i voted <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your videos it. are still really good it's uh i mean and i've noticed that a lot of them are from our hometown area too mm-hmm. and you're still like i mean you make them look really interesting and really cool like it makes m- me feel like people who haven't been to like fresno or visalia would want to travel there just like because of the videos you know like I, they're I, pretty cool i get that a lot yeah just because people from outside of of where we're from they're like where is this place yeah i didn't know there was paradise in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of fresno what <laughs> it's so weird yeah and the oval yeah, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, there once is... they learn what the oval is <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been to fun seafood yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah they uh they may not be calling it paradise once they actually go there, but I'm sure the food is awesome. You know? yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah, the yeah. Oval actually has some amazing food. I, yeah. I need to do more videos in that in that area. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the response. But then a lot of my a lot of my a lot of my viewers are actually from the Fresno Visalia area. Oh, okay. So, but even them, they're they're kind of surprised because I, I don't know. I've I've been thinking about this a lot too, and and you know where we're from. It feels like a lot of people don't travel. People don't even get right, out yeah. in their own area. Like I never yeah. went to. Yo- I didn't even know Yosemite was two and a half hours from Visalia. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. It's like right there. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea that even even just a uh, like we had a um, national park. You know, it's just yeah. like an hour, hour and a half or something. Like, like forty five minutes. Yeah. The sequoias are like forty five yeah, yeah. minutes. Sequoia from, National yeah. Park. I said Kauia, but yeah. It's well, Kauia Lake. Is right yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, Sequoia National Park, yeah. yeah. It's right there, yeah. There's so much cool stuff. And um, I didn't really know either. I kind of knew just because uh, I had gone a couple times as a kid, but not like I didn't realize what a big deal it was, though. And you're, you're totally right, too. I think that um, it's just such an old-school kind of mentality um, in our town where it's like, you know, you make a family and you raise a family and, like, there, there's like a formula almost. You, you graduate high school, you go to college, you run your parents' business or whatever and start a family. And like everyone's kind of got that like driven into their brains from a young uh, age. And I, I feel like I got that like a little bit from my parents, but they were really, really lax on like most of the things. Like I didn't have a lot of rules growing mm-hmm. up. So I think that's kind of what made me want to move away and not care about all that kind of stuff. Like, cause I knew from probably sixth grade or something on that I wanted to live in San Diego mm-hmm. just cause like we visited San Diego for summer break and that kind of, and I was just like, dude, this place is awesome. I'm going to live here. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's just something, something about that town that just makes you like focus on just getting a family and raising a family and like not looking at the rest of the world. I think, it, uh, I think maybe it has something to do with it's, it's not, and a, I'm not trying to like say that's a bad thing. No, it's, like, it's yeah, a, I just, love Visalia. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love, yeah. I love the town where I'm from and the downtown 
you can't find that kind of downtown in a right. lot of even and big, it's gotten big even, cities. It's gotten really good, actually. Yeah, it's like amazing. the food there is awesome, yeah. and yeah. And so yeah. I love that town, but mm-hmm. it, there is just for some reason people don't really leave. Yeah, and I think it maybe it's be, because it's it's not a super small town, and it, but it has everything that you need. Right. So it's right. like you don't really have to go to Fresno to get to get something or you don't really right. have to go to LA to get something. And it's a simple life too. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, you don't have to deal with very many complicated people or, mm-hmm. you know, so I can, I can see the appeal to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a grind out in these bigger cities. Like people, yeah. people can be rough. Yeah. Especially when I lived in LA, it was like, dang. Well, the <laughs> thing about LA is like, no one really cares who you are. Right. Exactly. And everybody's trying to get ahead too. Yeah. So they have no problem walking walking all over you one because they don't know who you are and two they've got stuff that they're trying to you know accomplish so yeah they, yeah and then social media just makes it even crazier right because you could right. be standing next to someone with like four hundred thousand followers yeah <laughs> that's crazy and, and not yeah, even so know crazy. you know yeah. yeah like what do you do oh i just pose in front of flowers yeah i know <laughs> Like, it, it just makes me wish I would have, like, lifted weights my whole life. Because those are the people, like, killing it right now on Instagram. Right. Just, if you could lift a weight in a unique way and film it and put it on Instagram, you're going to you're gonna crush it. It's not too late to start. We can we can start that now. Eh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I actually just went on this uh, uh, all-meat diet for a month. What? Yeah, carnivore diet. Uh-huh. Yeah, where I only ate... Uh, meat for a month, no, nothing else. No vegetables, no, no vegetables, rice, nothing. nothing. What? And I lost like 11 pounds, and I feel amazing. What? Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of what they tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, like I'm a big Joe Rogan fan, so that's like where I heard about the diet on, and I started researching it. And um, at least like in the short term, there's all these awesome uh, benefits from it, like. They're, they're saying people like with high cholesterol, their cholesterol is coming down and people like with like rheumatoid inflammatory conditions are getting better and like uh, people are losing weight and have more energy and stuff. And that's what I found too. It was like there was one week of like I felt miserable and then after that I like I hadn't felt this good in probably 10 years or something. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, down 11 pounds from the diet, 20 on the year or something. And I just like feel great. It's super weird though. Like the, it's like everything they taught you growing up, it's like the complete opposite of it. Cause they tell you to eat as fatty meats as you can. They encourage like fat. So I'm just eating like ribeyes and like sirloins. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It does. It does sound amazing, but like, you know, like four days into it, I just wanted an apple. (laughs) (laughs) just something something that wasn't meat but uh yeah like and i'm still kind of keeping it up now i just um you know i'm just incorporating a little bit of vegetables and stuff and now i'm boozing there you go yeah Uh, gotta booze just throw some meat in there yeah (laughs) (laughs) blend it up i actually uh today when i got here today i went and had del taco so uh that kind of ruined what i was doing but you know well everybody mm. deserves a cheat day yeah yeah and it's just uh, like i'm on the run and i'm like oh it's a chicken taco like <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad right it's, i'm sure it's not really chicken it's they call it a chicken taco so yeah we it's don't know what goes way. on behind the scenes over there yeah so um what kind of projects do you have going on right now i know you said you had 
I have a lot of things. Doing a lot of things right now. Yeah, I just got done um, traveling a little bit. I went to East Africa, to Rwanda. That is crazy. Yeah. I never yeah. thought I'd go there. Dude, Rwanda. This little Did kid. you have to like, <laughs> get shots and stuff to go over there? Yeah, you do. You have yeah. to get a... Um, I actually, now that I think about it, I had to go get a booster. Oh. But um, yeah, yellow die, fever. Dude. You have to get yellow fever. That's like required to, to oh, even okay. step foot outside of the airport. They won't let you in. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. And there's a few others that are optional, but you probably should get them. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that they have like mandatory things like that there, but then like in the U.S. we're like, oh, you don't have to vaccinate if you don't want to. Right. Like there's people that are like, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not trying to get like be political and like I understand not wanting to like inject your kid if you think they're going to get autism, but it's just kind of like, let's not get measles, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> let's not get <laughs> measles. I mean, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and. Well, I think like chicken pox are kind of a rite of passage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's what measles com- come from, right? Like that's the adult. It's, it's like related. That's the yeah. adult uh, chicken pox or something. Something like that. I don't know exactly. Yeah, so maybe that wasn't a good example. <laughs> I work in the health health field. I should know. But, I have. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. Like going back to college, I yeah. didn't take any of those classes. Yeah. Let's pretend I said something smart. <laughs> All and right, and we'll just. Wow, that yeah, was very we'll profound. Ref- oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> hey, let's talk more about Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really cool place because uh, I never thought that I would go somewhere like that. But it's uh, Rwanda or Kigali is where I was was at, and it's it's a thriving city. It's actually in the mid- middle of like a tech boom. Oh really? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I didn't know this when I went there, but it's a it's a pretty well known thing. They had a they had a genocide not too long ago. Right, right. Hotel Rwanda, I think, was based on uh, yeah, it. Right? Some, yeah, yeah, that yeah. movie. Um, mm-hmm. So there, I mean, it was terrible stuff that happened, and there's still, um, I mean, that that's that's part of the recent history, but they've rebuilt and, and everything is just like booming. So, uh, after that happened, a lot of the kids, they, they went away or they left the country and they got their education abroad. And now they're at the age where they're coming back. So they're coming back with like ideas and things from different countries, whether it be America or Europe or whatever. Oh, cool. And they're bringing back those things and they're rebuilding their own, their own city, their own country. That's and right. they're opening businesses and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's actually a really cool place if hmm. if you ever you know want to go somewhere like no where no one usually goes. Yeah, and, and you'd be yeah. surprised. It's, yeah, it's is actually, it jungly? <clears throat> um, outside the city, yeah. Yeah, but the the actual city's booming though. It's booming, but it still has uh, it still has a like a lot of dirt roads and bumpy roads and yeah right outside of the city is it's surrounded by by villages that are i mean the closest thing i can it, like clo- natives sort of no or, the, the uh, closest thing i could i could describe it as is is like district nine. Oh, okay but, but not like to that extent by far right, not to, right. the, to okay. that extent because they choose to live there first of all right, right but it's 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 a poor poor community yeah. and a very simple life the the people who live in the villages they're just huts that are like down they're built on hills they're stacked and it's very condensed <clears throat> so that was interesting to see that too yeah but as what's what i think is really interesting is is as as the city grows those villages get smaller 
Oh, so everyone's moving into the city. Or, or the villages are getting torn there, down and they're building buildings on top of it. Oh. So uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Do you think so do you think it's more those people are being displaced or do you think they're like incorporating into the city? I would hope that they're getting incorporated yeah. into the city, but I I have no clue. Huh. Uh yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works out. Hmm. But I mean, but I mean across the board that happens everywhere, right? Like, yeah. Even, I mean, gentrification. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of the age-old question too like are we like happier living in like kind of a modern first world like culture that we live in or are the people that are like hunting their food every day and living in a teepee or a tent or something somewhere like are they happier you know like who's more content (laughs) i will say um because i uh, one of my one of my adventures there i followed this uh photographer who was pretty well known um, and he bas- he took me on a tour and took me into the village where he grew up and he showed me his home and I met all the kids that were living there and they were so happy right. and like a hundred percent just pure happiness and content with what they were with their situation and everything. And I was like, it's like, man, that's so, that's so interesting because yeah. you're just outside of this road that blocks them from the city it's a whole different lifestyle. Right. And I asked, what makes these kids so happy? And he just said, because this is all they know. Right. And it's a simple life and, and it's not complicated. And it's when, when like, you know, water and food is like, n- maybe not necessarily like a problem, but that's like something you actually have to consider how you're going to get it every single day, sort of a deal, or at least every week or whatever. Like, just having it, I'm sure, like, you know, like, that can create a lot of happiness where, like, we, like we've got grocery stores and, like, plumbing and running water and all this stuff. So, the things we worry about are, like, the number of Instagram followers. Right. You know, like, we're, like, worried about stuff like that. And we let that kind of stuff stress us out. So, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting... Um, interesting thing to think about like where technology is taking us and like whether it's can be a positive or negative thing like it seems like it should be positive but we're not like it seems like we're not really utilizing it in appropriate ways Mm. and a lot of times those kids uh really uh just seeing those kids was was a cool experience yeah and i'm sure just seeing how happy they were yeah that that actually made an impact on me yeah and yeah it, it did make me think about a lot of things like like what's like, really important like when, when i go thing, home yeah. and i have a bad day like why did i have a bad day oh because i got like like 50 likes on my page or on my on my on my post right, right. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like does that matter it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah so and when you think about these kids who are just you know they're just content playing with their friends outside and i don't know it kind of puts things into perspective yeah, I think that's um it's hard to do. it's getting harder to do a little bit. Um just with so much we just have a lot to distract us, I think. Yeah. And a lot of it's just not important things when it comes down to it. Yeah. You get a little like chemical released in your brain because you get a like on social media or whatever and then yeah. it turns into something more than it should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the science behind it. But, but but damn it, like go that. click on my social media yeah, feeds and make but me absolutely, happy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Follow uh, <laughs> follow Joey Ibarra on <laughs> Joey TV. I I mean I don't know. I'm sure uh, you've got other stuff going on too, huh? Do you have websites and stuff? Uh, I just I just made my website. Oh, cool. Uh, but it's uh it's kind of it's kind of under construction. Yeah, I haven't put too much 
too much focus on it. But it's, yeah. and it's under uh, jlyvisuals.com. Jlyvisuals. Yeah. Awesome. But you can find everything that's on there on my on my social feeds. But eventually, I, I want to send exclusive content to there, hopefully. Oh, cool. But I just need to get more established because I'm still kind of building my my brand and, and what mm-hmm. I do. So. Kind of still trying to figure out which direction you're going to go in and stuff, right? You yeah, were kind of talking about it. I mean, I mean, I feel like there's there's so much, you know, when you talk about when you when you or when you watch these these uh, YouTube videos or you talk to people who are have huge amount of follows and you ask or they talk about you know how to how to grow your Instagram or how to grow your YouTube page or your channel. I mean, um, they tell you to pick a niche and you know narrow focus and then focus on that and and then that helps you grow. But I feel like there's not one thing that I want to focus on Mm -hmm. because I like to travel. I like to go to places. I like to show people my hometown. I like to show people things that I've never seen before. And then I also like to eat food. Yeah. So it's kind of, and then I like to skateboard still, even though I'm, you know, a little old now and it's it's a lot harder, (laughs) but there's so many things that I like to do. So I don't want to just pick one thing. I'd rather just keep putting out content that's just as long as for me as long as I enjoy it and it's entertaining for me if other people like it then I'm stoked yeah well I'm sure there's a lot of people that are especially like in our age group that are like have the same mindset as you like the same things and they're stuck in their cubicle or whatever so if they can vicariously live through you and what you're doing like you would have a bit pretty big following just from that probably i've actually i think someone told me someone left a comment like that on one of my recent posts oh really yeah because i i've in the past month i i feel like i hit this creative slump where i have ideas but i just couldn't execute i couldn't go out and and I would I would record and just come back with things and I'd just be like none of this works it's just, I don't even want to put it out I don't even want to put it together and I, I wrote about it in one of my recent posts and someone someone did say that they they said you need to keep it up because because some of us don't have the ability to get out there and do these things and we want to to live vicariously through what you're doing and I was like wow that's pretty powerful yeah that's Is it, even that's though cool, like, yeah. I have a small following but to be able to have that kind of impact on someone is pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. You have fans. I mean, that's rad. That's really cool. I like to call them friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but it, it is weird to think that like, do you, uh, did you know this person or? Uh, no, it's, it, but it's somebody from Visalia and I, oh, I, okay. I, I don't know them. Dude, that's gotta be a weird feeling though, right? It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. But you know, when I get past all the bullshit of, of me, like getting down on myself and like, you know, the self self-loathing and all that stuff when, you know, I have been to some pretty insane places in a pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. and, you know, not many people get that opportunity. Yeah. So I really need to, to yeah, you did a bunch of like some back to back trips. Like dude, I went a whole yeah. other place for, it was crazy, <laughs> but yeah. like I, I shouldn't waste that, you know, yeah. I definitely should, I should, you know, take the opportunity that I've been given and, and do something great with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you're off to. I don't know if you would call it a start necessarily, but it seems like a good start. I feel like I'm still. Way. I yeah. feel like I'm still starting. Yeah, because I'm still building my my audience, and I'm still mm-hmm. honing my my video craft. Because since leaving news, I had a formula when I was when I was a reporter, 
Excuse me. I had a burp. No, that's okay. It's We're not going to cut it's it out. It's the rock star. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I had a formula. Don't plug your, uh, your energy drinks on here, dude. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. Um, I had a formula when I, was a, when I was a reporter, and I would, this is part of the reason why I left, because I would go in there, they would give me my assignment, and I would systematically break it down in my head. And okay, what do I need? I need this, 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 this. I my shots, my interviews. I knew it before even stepping foot out of the station. I knew what I needed. Then I'd go out there and just collect. And to me, that just got a little bit boring. And and I needed to break away from that. Mm. And so now that I'm outside of that, and my whole my whole like n- video gathering, storytelling, whatever. It's just, it's flipped upside down and I'm trying to figure out, okay, it's not as easy as it, as it was. Now, when I get an idea, I'm like, how do I get that? Yeah. Like, how do I? That's probably part of the, the fun. It though, is. Right? I mean, it keeps it new and interesting. If it is. Every time you need to get something and you got to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it takes the monotony out of. It does. Of whatever you're doing. You it, know? It's become a lot more challenging and now yeah. that I'm talking about it, I feel like I'm having a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Because I'm like... Good. Well, I'm glad that this this could do something for you. I mean, this, this is selfishly for me and, and you know, my uh, learning how to communicate and get better at what I'm doing. So I don't really care what it does for you. No, I'm just kidding. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm glad. No, that's cool. That actually is cool that uh, you feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's now that I think about it, it's, you know, that contributed to my creative slump or creative block yeah. that it, it became such a challenge to me that it's, it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. To, and some of it is probably just, um, your, um, uh, standards mm-hmm. are, have probably gotten that they're probably a lot higher from where, where you started. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a couple of years ago, like whatever you filmed or whatever, you probably would have used it and found a way like, or whatever, but now you've, you know, you've got really high standards. So yeah. I bet you that has a little bit to do with it too. Another think. big difference is that when you're in news, you have a team that's behind you and they, they help so much. Because when, especially when it comes to just having a story idea, you have assignment editors that will help bring those to the table. If you didn't bring something to the table that day, uh, yeah. you also can have other photographers that can help you or they have like archives of footage. If, if there's something that you that you need that you couldn't get out there in the field, there's just so much resources. So being by yourself is just a whole different ballgame. Yeah, you're totally on your own. Yeah, now. you got to figure it out. Yeah, you do all your <laughs> editing and stuff. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, all the only thing <laughs> only thing I edit is audio, and it's so freaking te- tedious. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't imagine trying to like throw video in with that too. That just seems like it would drive me crazy. Yeah, it's well, audio is a bit scary to me. So <laughs> we're dude, all like it's so easy for me because I don't like I kind of like the raw sound. So like, you know, if like a glass jingling or like stuff like that. I don't cut any of that out. Cause I kind of like it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it makes it raw. The only thing I do is try and like level our audios out. And then if we say something stupid, I'll, I'll cut it like something that we don't want people to hear. But this has been a, a pretty like chill conversation. There's been a couple where like we've gotten a little too jokey and said some inappropriate things. And I'll be <laughs> like, ah, I just won't let the people hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um 
yeah i don't know my my editing's like it when it when it, you compare it to other people like i have a friend uh who i'm on a podcast with and he edits like every little thing out and it, he does way more work than i do and i feel like what i do is like super tedious so well sound um sound is a very important piece to storytelling right right it's, yeah well um, and that's what i mean is like so you've got the sound part of it and then you've also got like the video part I've, i feel like there's just the sound plus some yeah is, is kind of what i was it, getting they're at, two right? different worlds but when they go together they complement each other so much yeah. i mean i don't have to tell anybody that we all know but um i just started learning sound design or dabbling with it and adding sounds onto my onto my onto my work i don't know if you saw my last post that i posted um, uh, today actually Oh, I didn't see one from today. I know. It was it was cliff jumping in in the sequoias. Oh, rad! Yeah, you went and did it. Yeah, I went. I went and had some friends join me, and then we went and. Oh, that's. I cool. don't do tricks. <laughs> just jump <laughs> I, off. I just jump, dude. That's a uh, that's plenty. I yeah. have friends that do flips and gainers, and uh, they're crazy. Uh, crazy people. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. But um, I I added some sound design to that, so that's why I brought that up. Oh, um, would you be cool if we? stopped right here and we could either call it or maybe like record a little after my show or tomorrow or something yeah um it depends just, on what time the show ends um i like that we're still talking yeah. to each other about it. it's, just <laughs> cool, it's cool to talk to each other yeah. through the headphones right it's like being um, it's like walkie talkies That was it. Episode six. Uh, dope guy, right? Joey Ibarra going to Rwanda, doing crazy, crazy things, doing big things. Um, and uh, and he's only going to continue to get better and, and to grow his brand. So uh, jump on that that bandwagon early. Say that you've been a fan since uh, since the early days. Uh, Joey Ibarra. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. Um, and I hope that uh, you know, you're enjoying this more and more. Um, I certainly am, uh, just one last reminder, hit me up, uh, the contact link of my, of uh, my website. If, uh, you're looking to ask some, some questions, um, or get on the podcast, uh, that's a dusty tunnel tunnel spelled with two L's.com. Um, and thank you so much. Love you. Bye.